Any questions before we begin? We're on Bhagavad Gita, chapter four, verse 49. We started last week, the yoga of renunciation of action in wisdom. Topic one, self is eternal teacher. Self is eternal teacher. Any idea what that means? It's quite um, valid for today's class, actually. Self is eternal teacher. Self is eternal. It's actually, as, it's, as it say, as the sentence is. Anyone want to explain it? Self is eternal teacher. So, self, Sittle wants to explain. No, I'm just thinking, if we're thinking of what eternal is, eternal is what's real. So something that's not real can't be eternal. So the world itself is not real. But if we're thinking of Atman Brahman, that's eternal. And if we're thinking of if we seek the self, then we get to that eternal. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Self is eternal. Self is what is real. Everything else is unreal. But the point that the the um, point I wanted to make is self is eternal teacher, meaning only the self can teach the knowledge of the self. Nothing else. Yeah, Damesh. So the reason we're born is because we have vastness. Yeah. We, we wouldn't be born if we didn't have any vastness, correct? Yeah. So Krishna, he was born because he had vastness. Mm -hmm. He became self-realized, isn't it? And then he passed on the knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Only a self-realized person can pass on this knowledge. It is purity. If you're not self-realized, you can talk about it. We can talk about this knowledge. We can understand the knowledge. But a so even now, this knowledge has been passed down by self-realized souls. No one else can pass this down. Self is the real teacher, the self in all of us the self in Lord Krishna. So only the self can teach this knowledge. Eternal teacher. Verse one, we said, I'm going to just recap, yeah? I declared this imperishable yoga to Vivasvan. Vivasvan taught it to Manu. Manu taught it to Iksvaku. This is the blessed Lord, Lord Krishna said. So we said, this imper imperishable yoga Yoga means to join, to unite, to become one. As you said in English, it's called religion. To join with what? What have we separated from? What have we separated from? Yeah, Vanita? From God. From God. God, self, Atman, Brahman. So yoga is to join with the self because you've separated from that. You, the individual person, now, have separated from your true personality, your godhood, Brahman, the self, due to your vastness, due to your ignorance. Ignorance of the self, ignorance of your true personality. 
You don't know who you are. So yoga in Sanskrit, religion in the Western world means the same thing, to unite. So by practicing the technique of yoga given in the Gita by Lord Krishna, you reduce your vasanas. You dilute your ego. You become one with the self. What is the ego? What is your ego? Yeah, what is the ego? It's the veils that separate us from the self, isn't it? The different veils, so like the Maya, whatever it is, it's like a veil. Your, your ego is you identifying with your as Vanita Vakaria rather than the self. You created your ego. I am Vijay Bhai, I'm Bella Ben, I'm Ravi. That's your ego. So with the knowledge, you dilute your ego. This knowledge is said to be imperishable, eternal, everlasting, meaning this knowledge never changes. From the day it was given, it never changes. Thousands of years ago, this knowledge was given. It was relevant then, it is applicable now. It's always been there. The world may change, but this knowledge is the same. It's a law of life. You can practice any of these verses you can practice it, you can put it uh, in practice in your life and you will see it works because it's a law of life. So if it's imperishable because it's applicable in all periods of time. There is no time that is not applicable. Then ver verse two, we said, thus handed down in succession, the king sages knew this, this knowledge, this yoga, by long lapse of time has been lost here, O Parantapa. This knowledge was handed down from guru to student. This is how they uh, pass this knowledge down. If we go up to the Himalayas now, Rishikesh, there's ashrams, this knowledge is still passed down from guru to student. The kings to their heirs, father to son in the past, those was the tradition in those days. They didn't go to learn accountancy, doctor, solicitor. They didn't go to learn that. They went to learn this because they knew this is what they need to have a good life. Everything else is extra, but they need this foundation. So king sages in this context means a person who has a desire a yearning for this knowledge. So when they say king sages, it doesn't literally mean kings. Yeah? Anyone who has a desire for this knowledge is a king sage. Like you can say you're all king sages because you have a desire for this knowledge. A person who has everything, meaning food, shelter, security, which you all have, they're not looking for the next meal. What's it now? Deliveroo. Order your next meal. Done. It's here in half an hour. Yeah. You're not looking for your next meal. You're relatively well off. And if they have a, if you have a yearning for this knowledge, you're called a king sage. Now, a person who is not well off, he doesn't know where his next meal is coming from. He has no time for this knowledge because he will say, first, let me remove my hunger. He has other priorities. So this knowledge was passed down in this way, father to son, parents to children, and so on. But it's been lost for a long time. Hence, the state of this world. All there is left is immorality and barbarity. And you see this, you, just, you don't have to look far. You see this in the world today. state of the world is going down. They lost all the values. Then verse 3 said, 
that same ancient knowledge, yoga, has today been imparted to you by me. You are my devotee and friend, and this indeed is the supreme secret. Krishna is saying to Arjuna, I'm teaching you the same knowledge as taught in the past, since you are my friend. Arjuna, you're my friend. You trust me. You're my devotee. So that's why I'm passing this on to you. Krishna states, this knowledge is a supreme secret. What did we say that means? Supreme secret. It's a supreme secret. Any idea? Supreme secret. What's a secret? What does a secret mean? Just the word secret. It's beyond the understanding of one's material equipment, beyond our intellect. It's the highest experience a human being can experience. Self-realization. Some of you come into classes will say, wow, this knowledge is amazing. This knowledge is really good. It's helped me in my life. And you'll be in awe of it. And some people say, it's this nonsense you guys are studying. Don't you got anything better to do on a Sunday morning? So, for, so it's a secret. Those who know it, know it. Those who don't. So this knowledge of uniting with the self is a secret. Any questions? Before we start today's verse. Even if it wasn't a secret, hardly anybody wants to know it these days. It takes effort to understand this subject. It takes effort, it takes effort to apply. People don't want to put in effort anymore these days. It's hard work. People want an easy life. Is there an app for this subject? Let me see. You know, this is the problem. So verse four, we're going to do now. Arjuna Uvacha. Aparam bhavato janma, param janma vivasvataha, kathametadvijaniyam, vamadau proktavaniti. Arjuna uvacha, aparam bhavato janma, param janma vivasvataha, Arjuna said, Later was your birth, earlier the birth of Vivasvan. How then am I to understand that you taught this in the beginning? What's Arjuna asking? Yeah, what's Sanjan asking? Saying that basically you were, you were born after Vivaswan. So how am I supposed to understand something that, can, that, that you understand? That, but you weren't born before, after this guy. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. So how, how, how does that work, basically? Or, he's saying that you said that you gave this information in the beginning. But you're here now. How is that possible? How can you give information before and be here now? He doesn't mm -hmm. understand the cycle of life. He doesn't understand the self. Yeah. yeah. So remember, the Gita is a conversation between Lord Krishna and Arjuna on the battlefield. Yeah. Just before the battle, Krishna, Arjuna collapsed. Lord Krishna gave him this knowledge to revive him. Arjuna does not know that his friend, Lord Krishna, is an enlightened soul. He's self-realized. So during the conversation, Arjuna sometimes asks questions in the conversation. What do you mean by that, Krishna? So here he's asking Krishna a question. Arjuna asks, hey, Krishna, you said that you taught this knowledge to Vivasvan, the sun god, in the past. 
millions of years ago. And now you're saying you're teaching it to me. I don't understand, Krishna. How is that possible? It's a simple question. Yeah? All of any of us would ask that question. You are born here and now. You were not born in the past. You're pulling my leg or what? How is that possible? It is like me saying to all of you, I taught this knowledge to Swami Ramatita. <laughs> then to Swami Maharishi, Swami Tapavan. And now I'm teaching to all of you, you'll be saying, what will you say? <laughs> yeah, what will you say? You'll think, I had a feeling this Anikitbai has a screw loose, but now I'm definitely sure. Yeah? This is exactly what Arjuna is thinking. See, even today, if you say that to someone, you know, I have led so many lives before this one, they would think you're mad. What are you talking about? You're learning this stuff, I, don't, I think it's making you crazy. So to understand what the Lord is saying, we need to understand some basics here. So we have, we have to go back down to a bit of basics. Because it's easy for me to say, yes, Krishna is a self-realized soul, that's why. But that doesn't mean, you don't understand anything from that. So when you say, I am, we all use this word, I am. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say, I am? I am Panita Vakarya. I am Vijay Bhai, I am Dharmesh Bhai, I am Anita Ben, Hema Ben. What, what, does, what, what are you actually saying? Let everyone think about it. What are you saying? I am. Any idea? Hema, any idea? Take, you want to take a crack at it? What are you saying I, when you say I am? You all use the word. Are we talking about the self? You tell me what do you what are you what do you mean by when you say I am? The self. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. What you're saying is a normal person, not Hema, because Hema knows this knowledge. Yeah, Hema knows I is the self. A normal person, when they say I am, what you're saying is I plus what you see in the mirror. I plus what you see in the mirror. Your physical personality. That's what you're referring to. You're not referring to the self. Normal human being is not referring to the self. They're saying, I am meaning I plus what I see in, my, in the mirror. My physical personality. My body and its five senses. My mind and its emotions. My intellect. My thoughts, forget about vasanas even. They don't know what you're talking about. So when you say I am, you're saying I plus what I see in the mirror, my physical personality. Is everyone with me? Yeah. And the issue here is that you know what you see in the mirror, but you don't know what the eye represents. even though you use the word every day to describe yourself. I am tall, I am short. Think about it. I am Joshna Ben Patel. You're talking about the physical personality. But no one thinks, what is this I? And because you don't know the I within, you believe yourself to be different from everyone. But everyone has, uses this word I. Everyone uses this word I. It's a universal word. In different languages, they still have a, a, a um, word for I. Anything you want to. Is a direct. Hum here. 
See, if you analyze, before you say anything to describe yourself, you use the letter I before anything else. Think about it. You know, I know we don't think in that way, but if you think about it, I am tall, I am fair, I am Indian, I am English. First comes the I, then comes the rest. The I is closer to you than you realize. You're qualifying the I. You're conditioning the I. We're tall, short, Indian, fair. Does everyone understand that? Any questions? As Hema rightly said, I is the self, but to a normal person, if you ask them, what is this I? They can't answer it. Everything, you're trying to confuse me. I doesn't mean anything, I'm just saying I'm tall. So what this verse is saying is that I is the same in everyone. The self is the same in everyone. And when you reach self-realization, you have bypassed your physical personality. You have bypassed your body, you bypassed your mind, your intellect, your vasanas. There's no more individuality. There's no more Vijay Bhai. There's no more Anitabhan. There's no more individuality. What is left is the I, the self, the spirit, the Atman in you. We all have the self within us, but it's covered. Covered by what? What is the self covered by? It's enveloped by what? Dharmesh, you know this one. Vasnas. Vasnas. The self is covered by vasanas, desires. So we're all the self, but in our ignorance, we don't know it. Next time you use I am, think about it. What exactly are we saying? Any questions? So a person can only communicate, talk about the self based on how much he has uncovered within. You have uncovered 10% and you can talk 10% of the self. 100% uncovered, you're self-realized. You can talk 100% of the self. So what teaches this knowledge? Knowledge of the self? What teaches this knowledge? Yeah, Dharmesh? The self. The self. Self is the eternal teacher. Only the self can teach it. Only the I can teach it. And the only way to know the I, the self, completely is to become one with it. This is what yoga teaches you. This is what religion teaches you. How to become one with that I. So what Lord Krishna is actually saying to Arjuna is a self-realized soul taught Vivasvan, the sun god, before creation, in those ancient days, thousands, millions of years ago. And then all those great sages who have reached self-realization, these great souls have kept this knowledge alive and passed this knowledge on. And he has now been passed on through this lineage of self-realized sages. And now Lord Krishna says, I am teaching you, Arjuna, meaning the I is teaching you. And is now being taught to all of you. But Arjuna doesn't understand that. Yeah, Ramesh. So there must always be a self-realized person at one stage or another to be teaching. Yeah. Otherwise, how will this knowledge come down? Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. But far few now. Yeah. That's the problem. It can only be passed down like this. You will pass it down to your children in some form. And that's how it works. See, the thing is, Arjuna does not see Krishna as the self. He, Arjuna doesn't know the meaning of I. Arjuna sees him as Mr. Krishna. 
six foot tall, fair complexion, a wise man, his childhood friend. That's who Arjuna sees. Arjuna's thinking this limited personality, this human being called Krishna, is giving out this knowledge to him. That's why he has problems in understanding. It's deep. This concept is deep. You have to think about it. Only the self, a self-realized soul, can teach the knowledge of the self. Abraham in the Old Testament said, I am that I am. Means the same thing. Jesus Christ said something similar. The Buddha said the same thing. So it's not Lord Krishna teaching Arjuna, it's the self-teaching. Any questions? That makes sense? Great. Nilam, could you read the commentary, please? Arjuna feels bewildered by Krishna's statements of the previous three verses. Krishna declares that he imparted the imperishable yoga to Vivasan, the sun god, at the beginning of creation. Now he will give the same message to Arjuna. Arjuna wonders, understandably, how Krishna could have imparted the knowledge in the primeval age and also to him in the present. How could he live at two such distant periods of time? This statement baffles one even today. With the staggering statement, Krishna means to convey that only enlightened souls can really convey knowledge of the self. Others who fall short of self-realization can at best talk about the self. You can impart knowledge of the self only to the extent you have unfolded the self. In this sense, the real teacher of the self is the self, not the individual. Whoever realizes the self refers to it as I, because he has transcended material equipments. I, in the form of a self-realized person, imparted the knowledge of self in the ancient past. The same I in today's embodiment will now impart knowledge of the self to Arjuna. Arjuna's confusion lies in his belief that the limited individual personalities are communicating the knowledge of the self. Individuals have a limited span of life and they cannot communicate the self. The self alone can reveal the self. There you go. Self is the eternal teacher. Any questions? Verse 5. Krishna replies to Arjuna's question. Shri Bhagavan Upacha Bahuni Mevyatitani Janmani Tavacharjuna Tanyaham Veda Sarvani Nadvam Veta Parantapa Shri Bhagavan Upacha Bahuni Mevyatitani Janmani Tavacharjuna Tanyaham Veda Sarvani Nadvam Veta Parantapa The Blessed Lord said, Many births of mine and yours have passed by, O Arjuna. I know them all, while you know not, O Parantapa. Many births of mine and yours have passed by, O Arjuna. I know them all, while you know not. Reincarnation is talking about. There's been many births in the past for both of us, me and you, Arjuna. I'm aware of all of them, but you're not aware. A difficult one this to explain. Right now, we're all conditioned consciousness. What is conditioned consciousness? 
You know, in the previous verse, we said, I am tall, I am short. The eye is being conditioned by this material layers. It's like pure water is conditioned by Coke or Fanta. If you always drink Coke and Fanta, you've never tasted pure water. But Coke and Fanta is pure water plus whatever ingredients Coke and Fanta has. So pure water is conditioned. Similarly, the pure consciousness, the self in us, the Atman, what's it conditioned by? Anyone? What's it conditioned by? The self in us is conditioned by what? What is the self conditioned by in us? Ramesh, what is conditioned by? Vastness. Vastness. What else? And all our senses and how we see things. So our mm -hmm. eyes, ears, touch. That's the only way we recognize the world. Yeah. So the pure consciousness, yeah, Damish, you're right. The pure consciousness conditioned by our five senses, as Damish said, our emotions, conditioned by our thoughts, conditioned by our vasanas. Yeah, Vanita. It's conditioned by me today as being born as this person, and that person is who we're conditioned as because we have no recollection of our past birth. So we only know of this and now. You only know of your birth here, now living in Bolton as Vanita, wife, children. And this is all you know. You don't know of any of your past births and deaths. So if I ask you, are you conscious? Nilam, if I ask you, are you conscious? What will you say? Are you aware? What will you say? So just, Typical, general question. If I say to you, are you aware? Are you conscious? You'll say what? I'll say, yeah, because I'm awake. <laughs> what's the other alternative, Benita? Consciousness is only in your capacity of what you understand because of your birth. There is no, I'm not conscious of anything beyond I am at the moment until I get to the point of real consciousness if that See, makes sense. you guys are too advanced now you ask a <laughs> simple question you give me such deep answers <laughs> huh? if i ask you are you conscious a normal person will say of what conscious of what that sound of the rain outside are you conscious of that oh yeah yeah i can hear the rain that smell what's that smell are you conscious of that? And you say, yes, I can smell that. So throughout our lives, we, we're conditioned by our equipment, our five senses. What we hear, we're conditioned by what we hear, what we see, what we smell, what we taste, what we touch. This is our conditioning. The emotions of our mind, the thoughts of our intellect, this is our conditioning. This is what we're conscious of. The environment we live in, we don't know anything else. You know, in America, they've never, you know, something like 80% of the population have never been out of, you, out of America. <laughs> they don't even have a passport. But they're only conscious of America. Nothing beyond that. We are limited to that particular life. We never experience pure consciousness. As Vanita was saying, we've never experienced pure consciousness, objectless consciousness. Objectless consciousness is pure consciousness. It's like we've never tasted pure water. All our lives we've been drinking Coke and Fanta. We've never tasted pure water. Yeah, Benita. So could I be right in saying I have some consciousness on a level where I understand that I am is different to I. 
So there are levels of consciousness that you can go through to get to yeah. the real consciousness. So with this knowledge, you now understand what the I is. You now understand that I'm conditioned by my personality. You now understand that. But, but I'm still living in the I am, even yeah. though I have a level of consciousness, isn't it? Because I'm still trapped in this body, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is our life. Huh? This is the Maya. This is the illusion we're in. This world is an illusion, as they say. We're part of that illusion, that Maya. Objectless consciousness, meaning no five senses, no emotions, no thoughts, no vasanas, is pure consciousness. So we continue to go through this cycle of birth and death. This is our life. We don't know any different. Only on self-realization, you transcend birth and death. Until then, we continue this cycle. Yeah, Vanita? So in this cycle of what I'm going through, I have some level of consciousness, which that is the only level of consciousness I will take in my next life. I can't take anything else, right? until I've reached that point. Is that correct? Yeah. That's the only thing I can take with me. This knowledge. Whatever knowledge you've gained in this lifetime, you'll take it with you to your next life. And eventually, one day, you'll be self-realized. No more birth and death. This is the battle. So you say that we take our knowledge with us. I suppose I should ask beforehand, does karma have anything to do with level of consciousness? Does karma have... Does it play a role? I don't understand the question. So karma is cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We all have a knowledge, even today, right? I have knowledge. I have a level of consciousness. Yeah, but I still, because of my vastness, behave inappropriately at times, which would go into my bank account of mm -hmm. karma, mm -hmm. okay, because I have to reap what I sow. Yeah. So, in essence, I have a level of consciousness right now. And like you said, that level of knowledge that I've got now will follow me. It's the only thing that will follow yeah. me, but karma will also yeah. follow me. So in, in essence, if I've still got karma that I have to fulfill, uh, would, could that stop me from progressing even more? Interesting question. Does everyone understand? What she's saying so it's uh based on effort yeah you have the capacity to increase your vastness or reduce your vastness you have the capacity based on your karma cause and effect yeah? whatever cause you've put in the past you will have to deal with the effects there's nothing means myself all of you because there's nothing you can do. Whatever cause you put in the past, you have to deal with the effect. The cause you're putting in now is you're learning this subject. Whatever amount of effort you put in to study this subject, automatically the effect will be that you will have knowledge. You may, you'll have wisdom, even in the future life. But what you do with that, that's up to you. That's in your hands. You can increase your vastness, you can reduce your vastness. You can use the knowledge to put in effort to reduce your vastness. You can create new vastness. You can forget all about the knowledge if you want to. 
get more in the world, more in the Maya. All that is up to you. That's why they say, you're a fool. <laughs> it says in the Git, Mahawa, Mahamurk, not just a fool, colossal fool. So if you're going to go and do that, then that word, colossal fool, Mahamurk, is relevant to you. Because you've got this knowledge, you know what to do, the Lord is explaining to you. Do. And you don't follow it, then who's the Murak? So you've got free will to do what you want. It's up to you. So your karma, whatever, whatever cause you put in now, you will have to reap the effects of it. Whatever action you do now, there will be a result of the action. It's, it's physics. Cause and effect. There's a reaction to every action. And it's not just action, it's thoughts as well, by the way, yeah? You may think it and not do it. I can kill that person. You may not physically go and kill that person, but the thought is there. <laughs> so, so they say, be careful what you think of. You may not act upon that thought, but the thought was there at the mental level. So you only break this cycle of birth and death when you become self-realized. You are one with the I. When you do, do that, when you break that cycle, you are pure consciousness. Krishna is self-realized. He is one with pure consciousness. Therefore, he is saying, I know all my lies. The I, is, the I has been with you all your lives. Last lives, who know what you were? Next lives, you don't know who you are. But the I will follow you, isn't it? I will always be there. This is what the Lord is saying. Many births of mine and yours have passed by, Arjuna. I know them all because I'm self-realized. You know not. Arjuna only knows himself as the warrior, brother of the Pandavas. He has a duty to um, create um, righteousness back in Hastinapur. That's all he knows. He doesn't know anything else. None of us know anything else. See, once this class is over, it will stay with you for a day, maybe, if you're lucky. After that, you'll be back into your normal routine. You'll forget who I am. I want, I, you'll be saying, I am a businessman. I am you know, a nurse. I am this. You forget. We forget. Straight away, we'll forget. This is the power of the Maya. This is the power of this world, like a magnet, or a big lump of iron. <laughs> we have to demagnetize ourselves so we don't get attracted by the world. <laughs> Beloved, now I can see you. So you have to demagnetize yourself. Ravi. Yeah. Arjuna has queried in the preceding verse how Krishna could have lived in two distant periods of time. The Lord answers that birth and death take place perpetually until you realize the self. On self-realization, you transcend birth and death. You merge with pure consciousness. As long as you remain in the cycle of birth and death, you remain confined to the realm of conditioned consciousness. Your knowledge is limited to your equipments and your environment. With the help of your eyes, you know only what you see before you. With your ears, you know only what you hear. With your mind, you feel emotions, only within its capacity. With your intellect, you can see thoughts within its scope. All your lifetime, you are conscious of perceptions, 
emotions and thoughts. You have knowledge of color and form, joy and sorrow, right and wrong, etc. You are aware of things and beings. Your awareness, your knowledge, your consciousness remains always conditioned by objects, emotions and thoughts. You are never in a state of objectless, emotionless, thoughtless awareness. Your personality is nothing but an embodiment of conditioned consciousness, conditioned by your birth and confined to your span of life. Your present consciousness does not know what transpired in the past birth. It cannot penetrate into your previous span of life, neither does it know your future span of life. But the pure unconditioned consciousness illuminates all the experiences of your past, present and future lives, not only yours, but of all living beings. It knows everything, everywhere, at all periods of time. Krishna declares this truth to Arjuna. Arjuna, as a limited human being, draws his experience from his conditioned consciousness. He does not know the past or the future. Even his present consciousness confines itself to the realm in which he functions at any one time. On the contrary, the pure consciousness, Krishna, knows all births and deaths and all that transpires in the lives of every being. Thank you. It's like the sun has been around ever since the earth has been the earth has been here. How many lives you've taken in the past? But the sun has always been there, illuminating your world. Same thing. Sun has illumined your world through all your past lives, and it will illuminate your world in all the future lives. The sun will always be there. Any questions? So this, this, this 10 verses, they're quite deep, you know, even the next verse is very, quite deep. Um, so we'll have to deal with that uh, slowly. So see in one verse how much there is, Dharmesh. So when it says that, you know, knows all births and deaths and all that transpires in life of every being. Hmm. So it's saying that, when you with yourself and you're 100 you know what's going to happen in the future of everyone so that path is laid out already then no he doesn't mean that he doesn't mean that it's okay. a metaphor to say i knew all my past lives because he's the self he's identifying with the self he's not identifying with uh who he was he's saying i'm the self everything else is meaningless But he also says, like, you know, experience. Which sentence? Tell me which sentence. The consciousness illuminates all the experience of your past, present, mm -hmm. and lives. Yeah. It's like saying the sun illuminated your life in the past and it will illuminate your life in the future. Yeah. It's the same thing. And Lord Krishna is self-realized. When you become self-realized, yeah, you're out of the mirage, you're out of the Maya. Does it matter what life you had, who you were, how much money you had? Nothing. It was all just an illusion. What difference does it make? Do you identify with your dream last night? You won the lottery last night, but you're still a pauper when you wake up. Do you identify with your dream world? You don't. You don't care about it. You're awake now. As far as you're concerned, this is the reality. Similarly, if you're self-realized, who cares who you are, what you are? It's irrelevant. But that's what it means, Dharmesh. It's uh, just a, it doesn't literally know. He's saying, I'm the self. What difference does it make? How many dreams I had, who I was in them, how many dreams, what difference does it make? That's what it means. It's irrelevant. He's risen out of the Maya. 
Yeah, there is. Then why care about this illusional world? Who? Krishna. He doesn't care. Why does he care? So why, why would he get Arjun to fight then? Why would he? Because Krishna, you know when they say, okay, it'll, it'll come up in the next verse. Whenever there's unrighteousness, a righteous person comes into this world to balance it out. This world is made of pairs of opposites, good and bad, hot and cold. Yeah. So you cannot have only good. You cannot have only evil. There has to be a balance. Yeah. So whenever it goes the other way, a good saint, sage comes along to bring a balance in this world. So the Lord Krishna doesn't care, but he's there to bring righteousness back in the world. He's here as a limited person to help bring balance. See, what you're, I know what you're, Dharmesh, what you're saying. Yeah? But you are, Dharmesh Patel, living in this limited world, in this Maya, and you can't get away from that. You can't get away from that. You can, make, you say, you can say anything you want. You cannot get away from that until you become self-realized. So you can have this knowledge, and it can frustrate you, but you're not going to change your life, are you? You're still going to continue with who you are because you have vastness. Until you eliminate those vastness, you will continue. Doesn't matter how much knowledge you get. You can become a professor of the Gita. But if you don't deal with your own vastness, it's irrelevant. I know where you're asking, from what perspective you're asking. But none of us are there to ask that question. We wouldn't even be able to understand the answer. Any other questions? See, as we get deeper, it's fatiguing, isn't it? You can't even concentrate because it's so deep. I can see it in everyone's faces. Yeah. You can put a straight face on, but I know it's fatiguing. That's why we have to take only two verses. Otherwise, you'll be like sleeping if I take the next verse. Good. Any other questions? Because you, ne you never think in this way. Your normal life, you don't think this deep. Whatever you're thinking of, you already know. You've been doing it. It's natural to you, like breathing. This is something very, very different. Beyond your intellect, you have to put in effort. Great. Happy Diwali to all of you. There's no questions. We will resume next week. Thank you. Yeah.